This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, imagine a group of shop owners that get together to have local training for their area. Now, they aren't concerned with the competition between each other or even the poaching of their technicians. Believe it or not, it's happening in Florida with FAST. F-A-S-T-T, Florida Automotive Service Technician Training. Jason Stretch has a passion for training and created this group for technicians to acquire real-world information that they can apply immediately. From the Aftermarket Radio Network, hi. It's Carm Capriato. Find out how fast is elevating our industry's training and gain some insight on how you could apply it in your area. Thanks to our partners, Apex and Shopware. You know, Apex knows the importance of the service professional. And last year, they created a dedicated space called Repair Shop HQ. This is a one-stop shop for all your service and repair needs, including technical and management classes taught by some of the industry's most sought-after trainers. Still not too late, aapexshow.com slash register, November 1st through the 3rd, 2022. See you there. How do you win over young customers? Well, you let them see their repair in progress, rusty parts and all. You update them with live chats and invite them to pay with their phones. That's why you need to get Shopware.com. Hey, good afternoon or good evening or good morning. God, I'm not even sure when you're listening to this. It's Carm Capriato, Remarkable Results Radio on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Look, at uh, Jason Stretch has been a, a great contributor to the show. And every time I'm on with Jason, he talks to me about new stuff. And I always say, oh, got to have an episode, right? Or we got to at least tell the world what's going on down in Florida. So thank you for all of this. And he brought together a great panel. And we're going to talk about FAST, the Florida Automotive Service Technology Training. But before I, we jump into that, I want to give you guys a high five that there's some kind of trend going on, or I think this is some kind of seed that's being planted because I, yesterday, uh, was in Buffalo at a shop owner, uh, five shops, and they have their own training center. And they know they have to train their own people, but the independent group that they're a member of, the training is being offered to them. And it is a beautiful place. We're talking bays, we're talking beautiful classroom facilities, the whole thing. He fell into a really cool building that was so conducive to do this, and they decided to, to build this. And they're they're getting ready to start working with all kinds of great trainers. And who knows, John, maybe, you know, come up here to Buffalo. You're in Ohio somewhere, right? You're three or four hours away. Point is, is that stuff like this is going on. And what Jason and his group and his team has done in Florida is so, so darn interesting. Let me introduce everyone. Jason Stretch. Hey, man, owner of Legendary Automotive and Truck, Fort Myers. Kellen, Car Automotive, Fort Myers, Florida. Hello, Kellen. Good morning. You've been participating in this FAST program, and, and uh, we'll explain exactly what it's all about here. John Foro, Electron John. Hello. Everybody knows you, John. Your Facebook page and all the training that you've done with so many companies. And uh, John Labonte, production manager, works for Jason at Legendary Automotive in, in Fort Myers, and you've been extremely instrumental in pulling this together. Been doing my best for sure. It's uh, definitely something we want to take to the next step. It's great. So what's fast? I explained Florida Automotive Service Technician Training. I'm going to let Jason Stretch just kind of lead the way here. Jason, explain why you did this and how it got started. You have your own website. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. 
in an earlier uh, episode with you, we talked about um, a survey that we did to over 200 technicians nationwide, finding out you know, more about technicians and what they needed and wanted. One of the big things was training. And majority of technicians are looking for in-person training. And Jason Labonte and myself, you know, looking at this like, wow, because uh, one of the big stats that we got from the survey was that there was a huge amount of technicians that other than the technicians in the shop and other than the manager of the shop or the owner of the shop, there was nobody else there to support these technicians. Jason Labonte and myself looking at this were like, well, we've got to do something because that's just horrible. There's nobody there. So, you know, brainstorming, we're like, well, what can we do? And Jason came up with the idea that we bring uh, trainers shop owners and technicians together to actually like solve the problem and put on, we thought we would bring some, a trainer into our shop and then open it up to other shops around the state of Florida. You know, we'd foot the bill and any technician from, you know, anywhere that wanted to come by for, you know, amazing training. I mean, John Foro for crying out loud, Electron John. The goal is to get other shops, Kellen right here, he has a shop just down the road. Uh, from our shop. And it's almost cost prohibitive. Most shops are like, oh, well, I can't afford to train my staff because I need them to produce, right? How do I train my staff if I need them to produce? But you can't produce if you don't have trained staff. It's kind of that catch 22. So by putting these events, our, our vision is these events happening all over the state of Florida and all over the country where shop owners are caring enough to get industry, you know, the most relevant current industry training delivered at their shop to their staff and at the same time opening it up to technicians from around the state and around the country and it's really going to take shop owners you know changing their mind about training and uh caring uh more than they've cared before because you know unicorns don't exist wait a minute no 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 i've watched a couple cartoons it says yes but, you know, as shop owners, we've got to build unicorns. And in order to do that, we need to work together with other shop owners, the trainers from around the country and other technicians. And Jason, you know, with being over production for Legendary and being in communication with a lot of other great technicians around Florida has really, you know, found these lines to communicate to other shops. And Kellen here at Car Automotive, they run one of the nicest shops in Fort Myers. He's looking at uh, doing an event here in the future as well out of his shop. So now we'll be able to leave our shop and go to his shop. And instead of me paying all the money, now I've got a sh another shop owner paying the money as well. So really, we can expose the technicians to a lot more training. You kind of just broke the code there, Jason. And, and Kellen, I, I want to get to you. First of all, you're in town with Jason. You don't look at each other as a competition. And I call that, and there was a great book read called Co-Opetition, meaning that, hey, we get it, we understand, but if we don't work together, we kill our own industry. And there needs to be a whole lot more of that. But I know there's shop owners out there listening, the shop owners, because it's about the money right now. I want to talk about the shop owners, and then we'll get into the technicians and then the courses and who's coming in. But it's like, what do you mean? Uh, Kellen, you sent someone to a training session at Jason's place and he paid for it all? Ha, huh, are you kidding me? Wow, it was like Christmas. I can't believe it. there really is a Santa Claus, a training Santa Claus. But Jason probably said, you do the next one and I'll send my people 
to your place and you pick up the tab on that. And to me, it is the most wildest concept ever. It's slowly working. Am I right, Kellen? Yeah, it actually worked slightly differently. They talked about this training session. And, you know, I consider my shop to be on the forefront of diagnostics and scanning and everything. I think Jason Lewanti actually brought my text a pamphlet. And he said, you guys got to come to this training event at our shop. Just come on down. Won't cost you a thing. And we were like, yeah, okay, absolutely. Not knowing the magnitude of the training, right? We had no idea what to expect. But when we get there, breakfast is being served. There's a huge 120-inch fold-down screen, right? We meet the trainer who's world-class, and it's free of charge. So our guard is down right away. You know, all my technicians are just shocked at the presentation before it even begins. And I was like, man, this is this is an ex- like an olive branch. So, and consider he's just a few miles away, but how many hundreds of cars are in between us? As far as competition goes, that's there's no such thing. It's just three miles, but that might as well be a lifetime away. So competition, not at all. But when I saw the magnitude of the training, I was like, first of all, I respected the investment. That's a big deal. And then all of his staff is there present and ready. And then we get to go through six, seven hours of the most incredible training. And afterwards, I saw my technicians and I went with them, right? And they were just shocked at what we learned in just one day. And afterwards, I realized I was like, I have to be part of this because it made such a difference on me and all my techs as well. We were shocked. If anyone just listened to what Kellen said, that you may change your attitude on training. You get it. You know, it. top shop, you know, busting everywhere you're investing, you're doing everything right. And yet, you know that if you don't have a continuous training commitment, there'll be a point in time you're dead in the water. You won't even know the ship stopped because you'll think it's great. The tide's coming at you, but the boat stopped, right? The boat's got an anchor on it. Daytime training. We learned in six to seven or seven to eight hours, you said. Was this on a Saturday? Was it a weekday? How, how are you pulling off daytime training? Because I think that's critically important. I said to my text, we're going to go. If you guys need me to compensate you, I will. I want you guys to go to this. And none of the texts required compensation. But when they left, they were like, the value is, it was totally worth the Saturday. You know, because it's, it's hard, as you can imagine, to drag a tech to work on a Saturday if you're off, right? So... It was, I was like, come on, guys, come on, it'll be fun. He's got lunch. <laughs> the, tra- <laughs> the training is, is what did it. I think the last one was pressure wave diagnostics, right? That was incredible. I've gone into it lightly, but then, like I said, the technicians got to experience that in-depth training, and it was a first for them. It was like a completely new toolkit, if you will. I want to go into the no compensation thing just for a moment. He said, hey, I'll pay if you want. And apparently no one asked. They can take that training with them wherever they work. And you just anointed them with a three or four hundred dollar. If you, however, you look at the math of any training that you would go to, it's like giving them a, a drawer, a toolbox drawer. Here's a drawer. But I didn't. The other shop did. It was completely put on by another shop. So, you know, it was, I didn't have to fork over anything. I got lunch out of the deal. It's going to be his turn soon. So, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. It's, I know the bill is coming. Yeah. <laughs> I know what happened. Jason and Jason, they tried to recruit your techs. And that would be, again, let's stack up the reasons why I would not want to do this. Let's stack them up because everybody's going to come up with an excuse, right? Were you worried, Kellen? I don't recall being worried, but I don't see how I could have not been. I don't think I was because I've had a good relationship with them before. 
And because I was so excited after the training, I was like a kid in a candy store ready to buy the equipment needed. Because, you know, that training session required a lot of investment as far as the, the new sensors and the scope that I would have had to have bought for the shop. But I was like, I'm on the internet when we <laughs> when we got back. So my techs were ecstatic because they saw that I was excited about doing it. So I don't think there was that threat. So you invested in them. You're buying the equipment, considering your people even thinking of going to legendary was way out of your mind. And that to me becomes an excuse as to why co-opetition wouldn't work in some marketplaces. And I want to serve it up on a platter here because it's the elephant in the room. Let's be honest. I mean, and that's not every shop is truly qualified, you know, to be a part of something like this, you know, knowing Kellen and, you know, having the relationship that we've had with them for many years, it makes it really easy for us to work together, cooperate. You know, I don't have any thoughts or ideas about my technicians and his shop or whatever. And, and honestly, it's like, if you're worried about it, how are you not taking care of your technicians? You know, that's the real question. I think that needs to be asked if somebody does have that worry, like, oh, if I do this, they're going to recruit or somebody, why would your technicians leave if they're getting the training, they're getting taken care of and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, come on. I have a very wild ask here. This has nothing to do with this show, but you know me, I kind of like a, a squirrel and I chase these nuts whenever they come into my head. And so here is this one. I got to throw at you guys from Florida, right? So here's people in the North who want to leave their states and there's technicians that want to go to Florida and they don't even have a job and they come down and the rumor is that they can find a job. They can find a job in 15 minutes. Is this true? I would say yes. Yeah. And it happened to you, Jason. You're from uh, the North. Did you move to Florida? Yeah, actually me and uh, me and Jason stretch, you know, I worked for Jason in Northern New Hampshire for a little while and he decided that you know, why not move away from the snow and do exactly what we're doing on a higher level in Florida? And there wasn't much convincing that needed to be done. So why not live in paradise and do what you love? Yeah, but not only the weather, but the taxes and all the other junk that's going on. I see people just wanting to move and saying, it's insane where I live. And and they say, we just go to a southern state and find a job instantly. Because of the, especially technicians, technicians, yeah. So, John, have you done a seminar for FAST? I have. A couple things. I believe it was their first session with Brandon Steckler. I could be wrong about that, but I saw that on Facebook. Jason Labonte and other people were talking about it. And when I was reading the details about it, about how it's absolutely no charge and everything, I, I was very impressed with that. So, I had the pleasure, I was in Fort Myers and they came up to me at a conference I was teaching at and they asked me if I would do it. And I, I don't even think I let them finish explaining what it was all about because I had already read all about it on the Facebook post. And I said, hey, I'm very intrigued with what you guys are doing. My hat's off to you. You know, I'll be more than happy to come out and do whatever topic that you guys are after. So I think we did a diagnostic topic, if I'm not mistaken. And I did that. It was very top shelf all the way as as Kellen was saying, you know, you get there, very impressive layout. I mean, Jason, both Jason spared no expense in any way, you know, going cheap on any of this. Regarding the training part of it, as a trainer, you hear these same things, which you guys were talking about. You know, if I train somebody, 
what happens if they leave me and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, there was an old adage that we always said, you know, training does have a cost associated with it, but what's the cost associated with no training? But when a tech goes to a shop, as Jason Stretch was saying, you know, if you're treating them correctly, they're probably not going to want to leave. And if anything, they're going to come back to your place of business and they're going to see what your competition is doing. So they might see, hey, they've got this new ADOS calibration equipment and I really like these features of it. So there's a lot more to be learned with the networking and just the overall being at another shop when a technician comes back to their own place of employment that they can share with the bosses, which really benefits. And the other thing is main part about training, and this is why I really like what FAST is doing. There's all different types of training out there. There's training that are from parts vendors, from tool equipment vendors, all kinds of stuff like that. And a lot of times technicians have said, you know, I don't want to go to training. It's a waste of my time. I don't learn anything. It was a sales pitch on whatever it is that this company was sponsoring at the time. I've always been under the firm belief of as a trainer, you need to give the attendees something that they can take back the next day of business. So whether it be on a weekend, go to work, back to work on Monday, or whether it happens to be a night during the week or whatever the case happens to be, they need to walk away with more than just an understanding of whatever the topic was. You need to give them real world information that they can apply immediately to help further their careers, make their jobs easier, and also, in all reality, make the shop that paid for the training money by whatever it is, the task that they learned or the procedure that they learned or whatever it happened to be. So I did have the pleasure of teaching for them once. And like I said, everything that you're reading about on Facebook and all the posts and on the FAST website, all the great reviews is 100%. I'm 100% behind them. You know, they're 100% true. Hey, Carm here. Now, when it comes to technical and management training, nothing beats the caliber of classes and expert trainers that Apex puts together for Repair Shop HQ. And that's because a panel of shop owners selects the best training that will drive your business forward. Training is geared toward shop owners, service advisors, and technicians. Technical classes will include ADAS and calibrations, hybrid and electrical vehicle case studies, CAN bus diagnostics, electrical diagnosis, and using current probes to diagnose drivability dilemmas. On the management side, you'll learn marketing strategies that work, employee retention practices, building a culture that employees will embrace, and more. Expert trainers in this year's lineup include Mike Reynolds, John Thornton, Eric Ziegler, Greg Bunch, Bill Haas, and Kim and Brian Walker. Repair Shop HQ training will take place at Apex November 1st through the 3rd in Las Vegas. To learn more, go to aapexshow.com slash training. Hey, stop guessing and get working on the next car or the opportunity to buy a second shop. Now, once you can see through the fog of numbers coming at you all day, you use less brain power to make better decisions. Start with reading the gauges on every bay and every tech with Shopware's Capacity Dashboard. Now, it makes it easy to see where you can squeeze in one more repair. Then get an overview of every business metric in your shop. Build your reports your way so the numbers that drive you jump out at you whenever you need them. 
Even if you add more shops to your operation, all the numbers end up consolidated by location or any way you want to slice and dice them. You're in control every step of the way, customizing as you go. Get a clear view. Get more profits. Get Shopware.com. If you want to find out any information about what we're talking about, F-A-S-T-T.tech, fast, F-A-S-T-T dot tech, and that's the website. There's also, I think, a link for the Facebook page. Uh, Jason Levante, I looked at some of the videos that you guys did. Really great stuff. You introduced, you interviewed Brandon Steckler. That was nice. But you and your boss, Jason Stretch, who you work with, sat down and talked about a technician questions that they would want to know in an interview. And I thought that was really fantastic. We've done shows on this on the Aftermarket Radio Network as to what the responsibility of the technician is for their own career and their life. Again, it goes back to this whole training, training, training thing. When I mention the word training, I always say it in threes. And there's a reason that I do, because I want the shop owner to realize, I wrote a, a wild blog on Training needs to be a pillar, a committed pillar in the strategy of the company. And if you're not doing the training for all these right reasons, you can't expect to keep up with anything that's going on. It's like a fire hose, John, the tech that's coming out today. You think you know it until next week, and then they're going to change something and add something or update something. And then you're going to have to have a brand new case study that didn't exist from last week. Now it exists this week because of this. And what we found out in all the connections you have, people are saying, that's a great idea, John, but here's another shortcut that I just so happened to stumble into. And all of this is training, training, training. Jason Labonte, it was a great video. I just wanted to compliment you on, on doing that interview with Jason Stretch. Your responsibilities, though, in this, uh, I know Jason's basically said, hey, pull this together for me and bring in the classes, bring in the trainers. Are you having fun? Yeah, I'm having a blast. I still do a lot of the high-level training around the country. I love going to Vision and ASTE and some of the other, you know, big-name training things that they put on. And that's really where I meet a lot of these trainers. You know, I try and build a relationship with not only the trainers, but the technicians and some of the shop owners that attend these uh, training conferences and really just try and explain to them what we're doing. I mean, a lot of the shop owners see what we're doing. And as much as it's the technician's responsibility to want to get the training to better their career, it's really up to the shop owner just as much because they really need to push their crew to want the training. And I think by doing what FAST is doing and doing training in-house, you know, it helps with cost. You can split things up. I know that shops have relationships with other shops in town. You know, if we're talking about any given state and you've got a, a town where there's two or three repair shops and, you know, you guys are all on the same page, you can get a training done at your facility, you know, with a high-level trainer. It's taken care of. It's free for all the technicians to come in. And then it's the, it's the next guy's turn. You know, we have another shop owner uh, like Kellen, who's going to put on the next event, hopefully here soon and Fort Myers and my whole crew is going to go. I know Kellen has a beautiful shop and we're probably going to get a great trainer in there and there's going to be some you know great material we're going to go over. Everybody's going to learn something. We're going to have lunch. You know, we're going to connect. And I don't think it's there's no competition, really. I don't, I don't think anybody's worried about any technicians going from shop to shop, but it's really bringing the industry together because we're all on the same page. The more training we can get, the more we can uplift ourselves. You know, uh, rising tide raises all ships, as they say. So the better we can do, the better we can do as, a, as an industry. And that's really the goal. That's the end goal is to just uplift the industry and get everybody on the same page, show them how important training is, 
And if that means we have to do these conferences at our facility, then that's what we're going to keep doing. Jason Labonte, was there a point in your career that you said, damn it, I better get off my ass and commit to training? Did you ever see the world was passing you by? The automotive tech was passing you by? How long ago was that? I want to say I really started taking training serious probably about eight years ago, eight, nine years ago. Um, it was right about when I met Jason Stretch. I owned a speed shop uh, in Massachusetts and I just did, you know, uh, old school gearhead stuff, hot rods and welding and custom exhaust. And I was a great technician. I've always been a great technician. I've, you know, always been pretty good with electrical and diagnostics, but being stuck in the past by doing some of that older stuff, you know, I wasn't really getting the new training that was out. And when I got on board with Jason, you know, he really reiterated to me, you know, how seriously he took training and he put his money where his mouth was. You know, he sent me to these training events and it was, you know, I got a full week's pay to travel and, you know, hotel and flights and you name it. And I did some of the best training in the country. I mean, it changed my life as a technician, for sure. It really made me look at how important it is. And it gave me that five years up the road thing. You know, where are you going to be in five years from now without the right training? The technology is going to pass you as a technician and you're not going to be able to handle the cars that are going to start coming into your shop. And I took that really seriously and I just I kind of grabbed the whole training bug by the horns and I wanted all of it. I wanted to go everywhere. I wanted to go to Vision and ASTE and Auto Mechanica. I wanted all of it. Once we seen how much it took me out of the shop and put me away for so long, you know, traveling around, you know, we started talking about why can't we just do this here? I may have relationships with all these great trainers. What's stopping me? from having one of these amazing trainers come right to our facility and, you know, setting up a projector and inviting technicians free of charge. Because let's face it, that's the biggest issue is what it costs to send your technicians away for a few days. Not only are you losing their production because, I mean, a lot of the technicians that are attending this training are, you know, the top percentage of technicians in the industry. These are your best guys you're sending away. And, you know, you're losing production when they're gone and it costs a lot to send them. I mean, granted, a lot of people say training doesn't cost, it pays. And it does. I agree. But getting some of these trainers into your facility and putting on these events in your area, it's really going to help uplift the area, too. I know what FAST is trying to do. Let's do some daytime on Saturday when we're all closed and it won't affect our production. But everybody I talk to that does send people out on a one or a two day or they have to close the shop, they do whatever they have to do because the production could be an issue. It always comes back based on how hard everybody works when they come back and the gained knowledge over time. They're doing all the right things to pay back that training to the point where it pays and it doesn't cost. Next question that begs me, because I'm always thinking of the person who's listening at the other end. What do you set, Jason and John and Kellen, as a budget for training in your shop? What's the, you know, everybody says, well, if you're going to market, it's maybe five to eight percent of your sales is marketing, 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 make the phone ring. What's the training budget, guys? Any idea? What we do at Legendary is Jason will like look into the future and predict, you know, as far as tools and equipment, what's needed. And then there's the training aspect that goes along with that. And really there's like the training that we try to give all the technicians at once. There's the individual technician training program, you know, so there's like there's so much to it. And but it really comes down to dollars and cents, you know is uh, charging enough so that you have that extra money so that you can do adequate training. And, you know, that means, you know, charging more. 
charging enough. Oh, for training, for tools, for equipment, for benefits, for expansion. Hello? Uh, uh, I can't raise my rate. Can't afford to train. Can't afford to do this. Can't afford to buy these tools. It's like you're not charging enough, basically. You want to raise your life. You want to raise the life of the people that are around you. And it's not going to happen without an investment that you may not see coming back, but it will. You want to hire, again, those unicorns that we talk about? The unicorns, they're not going to come to work for you if you don't have a commitment to training, right, Kellen? It's true. The training that was relevant yesterday is almost not relevant today. You know, stuff's changing so fast now. It needs to be continuous process. It can't just be like a little here and a little there. It's got to be all the time. John, how do you keep up? You know, I get asked that so often. In my mind, and this is just my personal belief, what makes a good class or somebody that likes a certain teaching style of an instructor or whatever is their ability not only to teach a subject, but the real world aspect of things. And I don't do it as often anymore, but I still work in the shop on a fairly regular basis. So when I'm in front of a group of my peers, I can tell them stuff that I've seen firsthand. I can tell them, hey, yeah, I've been there. That one 10 millimeter bolt is next to impossible to get to. Yeah, here's a little trick that I use to get it out or whatever. And I, I think that that real world experience is what is what is really needed to get a good quality class delivered. You go up front. If you don't know the answer to something, don't make it up. You know, say, hey, you know, let's talk about this as a group. You know, here was the question. My theory is this, but until I test it out, has you know, what do you guys think? Because when we're in this training environment, yeah, there's always going to be somebody up in front of the room. But in all reality, we're all peers. We might have different experience levels. Some of us been in the industry, you know, forever, whatever the case happens to be. But there's no one person that is you know, the training God, so to speak, in front of the room there, that's the person that maybe did the most preparation for that subject on that day in the room. But in all reality, we're all peers. And that firsthand real world experience is really what it's all about. I don't go to other other companies training classes. Um, There's a personal reason for that. My personal reason is I don't want anybody to ever say I stole their class. So if I've never sat in on a class, there's absolutely no way it's possible I could have ever stolen anything from somebody. However, I do read on the Internet. I do do a lot of research. I do a lot of, you know, just trial and error testing. You know, if there's a new a new system that comes out. So, you know, to be honest with you, I'm I'm not a tree hugging electric vehicle type of guy. I know that is going to surprise people with with the name Electron John, but You know, that's just a marketing name. I'm old school muscle car. That's why I became a mechanic, right? So like the old school muscle cars, I always will. I don't care what, muscle car or EV, it ain't going forward unless an electron helps. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. So, you know, when electric vehicles first came out or hybrids or plug-in hybrids or whatever, you know, I've always prided myself with drivability and diagnostic and electrical type of repairs and training. That's the stuff that is the most challenging and rewarding for me. You know, anybody can do a brake job and stuff like that, but, you know, I've always gravitated towards a more higher end of stuff. So it was just a natural progression for me. And the only reason why Electron John came about 
you know, Scanner Danner, in my mind, had the best marketing name ever. And I racked my brain for for years thinking, you know, I do diagnostics and drivability. And how does my name rhyme with anything to do with that? And I could come up with nothing. So when electric vehicles came out, I'm like, this is my opportunity. My name is John and it rhymes with Electron. That's just what I do for, you know, personal research, um, whether it's written learning of some sort, reading articles or whatever, or firsthand real world experience. I mean, that's kind of how I keep up to date with whatever's happening within the industry. Glad to hear your story and, and your take on training. Guys, I, I had a thought about uh, support for FAST, the marvelous, uh, you know, meals that you put out, Jason. Uh, obviously, Kellen was so impressed with how you did food. <laughs> I'm food motivated. You, see? <laughs> you know, <laughs> got to have something to snack on. No, that's right. You know, I didn't know a technician. A technician way to his heart is through his belly. We, we, we all know that, right? So food is good if food is right. But what people on the fringe who support us, be it suppliers or other, would be willing to say, hey, the lunch today is provided by X. I mean, is is that a piece of, of philosophy that we can engage more of the industry into what you're doing? We've actually started, you know, doing just that. You know, we've got O'Reilly's for our next event, taking care of the food. You know, I think it took like doing this a few times for people to see that it's real and that we are truly doing it for the right reasons. And when I think people like, you know, John Foro, Electron John, when, you know, O'Reilly's, when all these different companies around see that you're doing it for the right purpose, they want to get involved and they want to help. And as we continue to go through this, we're figuring out how to continually reduce these costs to the shops and then sharing that success, you know, through our website to other shops, but absolutely reaching out and getting help. One of the things that we didn't get was an answer to the question that I raised, what should we spend on training? And again, you don't have to commit to this, but Kellen, Jason, would you guys spend three to 5% of your sales on training? Should you? I will spend, you know, 7%. All day long and more if it's needed. That's a lot of money. If you'd say, for example, the shop's a million dollar shop at 7%, that's a lot of money. And I'm not saying that's too much. I'm just trying to get over all the people that are listening to the podcast right now and says, he's crazy. Well, to each their own. There's no right or wrong answer to this uh, question for any shop, it's like, what are you willing to do? And, you know, for shop owners that are worried about if I train and the person leaves and all this stuff, they're gonna spend less. There's all these reasons not to train. And it's not just technicians that need training, right? We've got salespeople that need training. We have owners, we have shop owners that also need training so that, you know, we can create the energy that's needed to do the training within our shops But that's uniquely why this model, I think, is gaining so much attention is where we share it. So if let's just say I'm willing to spend three percent, but I've got Kellen over here who's willing to spend three percent. And we've got a couple other shops around the state of Florida who's also willing to spend three percent. And we can bring that energy together of all of our shops to deliver, you know, world class training multiple times throughout the year, just at different areas. How does that change everything? 
Yeah, you're leveraging the volume of everyone and the 3% of 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, 10 million into a marketplace, and you're each spending 2%, for example. You're leveraging size and commitment. It's a brilliant strategy. I love it. For a lot of the viewers that might say, you know, you guys spend a lot on training, let me ask some of these shop owners how much they spend on their equipment and how much it costs them if their technicians don't know how to properly use it. It's like the bolt trick, John. I mean, you take a piece of equipment and you got to know how to drive it. You got to know how to drive it. Exactly. The last training that we did at Legendary changed the course of how my shop does diagnostics. So that single training event, which didn't cost my shop anything, changed my shop completely. Okay. And that's, think about that for a second. I'm not exaggerating. We completely changed the way we do our drivability diagnostics because we have different tools now. What's that cost? I may... Uh, absorb the next training session. But if another shop gets to completely revise their procedure for the better, better efficiency, faster diagnostics, that's like return on investment from right away. That's the way I look at it. The same thing that you said about the equipment. If you're spending a ton on your, you know, a really nice tire machine, if your techs know how to use it well, it will pay dividends and it will be a very useful machine for the years it's in operation. It's exactly right with that training. If it's utilized properly, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. I think you nailed it for maybe some of the naysayers. These new tire machine. Years ago, I used to know how to run one. I couldn't walk up to one of them today. I've been out of the system a while. But when you hear a watch a a senior tech say, no, no, if you just put a little leverage here, you do this on this particular wheel and that, you're really teaching an individual, number one, to respect the machine, not ruin the wheel, and get that tire on and off in a time frame that allows us the little margin that you make on tires. It's got to work. It's the same with a piece of equipment. It's the same for a new technique. It's the same for that bolt. John says it was a 10 millimeter, and I've, this is how I did it. And everybody giving and sharing. These are the, if you will, the, the priceless the priceless tips that happen. And Kellen, so interesting for you to say it changed the course of how your shop does diagnosis, diag work. And you know what? We're we're probably not charging enough. I said this to another podcast the other day, and I have to repeat it in this meeting I was at yesterday. Fella came up and says a friend of mine had to go back to the Honda dealer for something. And he usually goes to the independence, but he had to go to the dealer. The dealer said, we're booked out two months. However, we've got a great date. We'll pick it for you. But you need to give me a $200 deposit on that date. And we all as independents in the room fell over. And then I yelled out, good for us. <laughs> and have you heard of this yet? Have you heard of a dealer wanting to get a deposit on an appointment? I haven't. Are you kidding me? Anyway, be careful. Because they can. Yes, you're exactly right. Because they can. I just want to say to Kellen, you know, it's it makes me feel really good that that first training that we put on that you guys all attended really made that much of an impact. And your guys have had such a great time at both of the events that we've had. And the one that we have coming up here in October is going to be amazing as well and you know i can't wait to see your crew and i know that there's many other technicians that have attended these events that we've done and i call them events i mean it's just a small training it's it's nothing out of control but a lot of people take from it and they really enjoy it we get a lot of great feedback and i just it feels really good to hear that you know your guys took that training and they leveled you guys up that's really what we were trying to do that's the shop owner responsibility here is We literally have to change our minds, take more responsibility and change this industry 
and we need to find other shop owners like Kellen and you know other uh, shop owners and technicians <clears throat> that want to do this together. And I think the more people that get on board in their state to do something like this, the fire of this will set a new standard you know, across the country. And it takes people making a different decision about training and about, you know, cooperating with other shops, you know, getting past that fear of, oh, he's going to steal all my cars. He's going to steal all my technicians and stuff like that. So close minded thinking. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel about it. Jason Labonte, what's the you said you got something coming up in October. What's what, what's the class? We're lucky enough to partner with Sarah Warner and Dorman, and Dorman is going to be supplying us two trainers, Pete Meyer and Jerry G. Truglia. So it won't be just one trainer this time. We'll have two, and Dorman's going to be helping us host the event. So again, building these relationships so that it doesn't cost the shop owner as much. The more relationships you build, the more help you're going to get from this industry. So Saturday, October 8th, Uh, I guess this is the first time we're mentioning it. We haven't really done any uh, advertisements yet or made any flyers. So, But it is going to be Saturday, October 8th. It's going to be at Legendary. We haven't really put together uh, the curriculum yet. I do know the trainers and I do know the date, but we're still in the very beginning stages of putting together the advertisements for it. And then soon after that, Kellen will be making known when the event's going to be at his shop something I wanted to mention really quick too is this is going back to what Jason was saying a couple of minutes ago about how important it is for shop owners to make sure that they're getting behind this training for their technicians and again there's been a hundred podcasts about this and people talk about it all the time is not being able to find good quality technicians I mean it's just something that's just been beat to death about there's no technicians out there they're so hard or the people that are the good technicians they're happy where they're at Uh, the fact of the matter is, is we need to create these people there is no finding the perfect technician for your shop we need to build technicians we need to do that using training I'm so curious about this budget issue with training that I'm going to reach out to a whole bunch of coaches that I know who see profit and loss statements all day long and ask them, what's the average budget for training that you see? And of course, Hunt Demarest, he's an accountant for only shops and ask him, what's the average spend on training? I'd love to find that out. Hey, guys. So here, the encouragement, the reason I did this show, because we want you to think about doing this in your town. And oh, by the way, did I mention that that Dorman and Sarah and G and Pete, you know, I know them all so well. And Dorman's a great partner of the Aftermarket Radio Network. So uh, great. I'm glad to hear you guys have have hooked up with Dorman on that. Uh, Do this in your town. Get together with some locals. If you don't have a shop that has a training center, make a commitment. Get together. You take uh, this month. You take that month. And let's pool our ideas. Be sure that we're training on the right topics Don't just take one because it was easy to get, right, John? And, you know, I know this trainer, and they may not be a top trainer. And I'm not saying that there's a rating in the training business. It's the topic that matters. What do we need? What does our group need? What are we lacking in? What what challenges are we being faced with? You know, maybe you need Picoscope training. And if that's the case, and people can walk away and be better at it, wow. It's, it's, it's like a swing coach in golf. Uh, people have to be there, and then you build the network. I'm sure that's the next step, right? You build a network of technicians that can talk to each other, and you know, like on your Facebook group that you guys have going on. I was going to mention that, too. If any other shop owners or technicians that are you know, interested in what they're hearing and 
you know, maybe they have questions about how they can put this on at their facility. They can reach out to me on Facebook or they can email me or they can uh, get through to us at the fast website. So we're, we're here. We're willing to help. I'll answer a hundred questions and we can help you facilitate this, this event at your shop. It doesn't have to be in Florida. It can be anywhere in the country. Jason at legendaryfl.com. That's how they can get a hold of you. And the fast Facebook group. This was great. Thank you all so much. Jason Stretch from Legendary, Kellen Carr from Carr Automotive, uh, both of them in Fort Myers. John Foro, Electron. John, thanks for being here and telling us your side of the story. And Jason Labonte, production manager at Legendary, and who's actually carrying the ball on this fast thing and for all that you're doing to, to make this happen. Thanks for sharing your story and coming on the show. Thank you, Carr. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time... 